Hey everybody, it's your girl, Charlotte Van Horn, Black Expat in Panama by way of Glassboro, New Jersey. You know it right here on blacksitradio.com. What up, what up, what up? Man, I'm just getting a lot of feedback about the um, show that we had last week um, where we had Dia and LaShawn, um, the, the women that live here in the Coronado um, area. They were just an amazing uh, couple to have on. Um, everybody really enjoyed their perspective. You know, um, I was um, contacted by other LGBTQ um, people in the area. Like, oh my gosh, I didn't know that they were there. So I'm loving that we're bringing people together. And, you know, like I was saying on that show, and I'm going to say it again, there's going to be some fortunate um, person in that community that gets to head up our new group. And um, if you're interested in learning more about that, please do let me know. We have some groups that are available for management. Um, we have someone to take over single and satisfied in Panama. So you can start looking forward to a lot more events and um, fellowship for the singles. Here um, in Panama, we have found someone to take over for the youngins. They don't want to be called millennials, I understand. But whatever they want to call themselves, man, if they get that group on and popping so that the younger people in Panama can have a place that, you know, is their very own. I'm just, I'm just absolutely loving that. We're starting a new business to business, a B2B. Uh, Black Expats in Panama B2B um, and network um, that is on and popping. We just got so much going on. We have, um, we're starting the cafe and conversation where it's going to be a great chance for us to fellowship with Panamanians uh, who want to learn English. And of course, foreigners who want to learn Spanish in just a you know, a safe, comfortable environment. And um, just, I mean, my goodness, there's just so many amazing things happening right now. I'm just so glad to be alive. I'm so glad to be a part of everything that is going on. Um, I definitely wanted to um, get this lady on the show. I have a guest today. Her name is Cheryl Love. And I've been wanting to talk to Cheryl for a while because I just love the way she made a decision and boom, she executed on it, you know, and I really, you know, she moved here, she moved here alone. And I like the fact that people can move here alone and come into a family. You know, when you have so many single sisters here that feel comfortable enough, I mean, I just think that is courageous to move to another country by yourself. Oh my goodness. Them some boss chicks, you understand? Black expats in Panama gives everybody a soft landing. And by the time we connect online and you get here, you already have friends. And then we try to make sure we do as many um, fellowship and network type um, in-person meetups as we can so that people can get to really connect with each other. And it's, it's just a beautiful thing. It really is a beautiful thing. So this is my sister friend, Cheryl, that you're going to meet today. And I'm going to let her tell you all about herself and tell you all about her story. This is Charlotte Van Horn, Black Expats in Panama by way of Glassboro, New Jersey, right here on BlackCityRadio.com. Y'all sit tight. I'll be right back. Hey, Miss Cheryl. Hi, Charlotte. How you doing, Schnuckums? I'm great. <laughs> It is good to see you, and it is like thank awesome you. to have you on the show. Um, first of all, I just want to take a minute to thank you for being such a huge supporter of Black Expats in Panama. You are one of our most faithful supporters, and for that, I truly appreciate. I appreciate that a lot. Thank you. Well, I appreciate the opportunity to be a part of the group. Um, and participate in all the many events, and I look forward to doing it a whole lot more. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're here more more permanent now uh, because I love it when you're here. So um, tell, uh, introduce yourself to the group. Tell us a little bit about you. Well, my name's Cheryl Love. I'm from 
Winston-Salem, North Carolina, via Arizona, via Texas, to Panama. Um, I uh, worked, my last job was with the airline, worked with the airline for 22 years. Uh, and so I was in Texas the last three or four years um, at the headquarters. And then COVID hit and they did the layoffs. And um, so I found myself without a job and I had to do some reassessing about what I wanted to do next. And um, I read this, I had always said I was gonna retire out of the country and I had been researching it for about a year or so before and I settled on Panama, but I was looking for that for another five years down the road. So when I lost my job, um, I made a decision. I don't wanna get back out there and find some job that's not really wanting to pay me and go through a whole bunch of stress related to that. So it's like, you know what? There's no guarantee you're gonna be alive in another five years. Uh, take this little bit of money from American Airlines Cones to retire to Panama. And so that's what I decided to do. So I looked you up. No, I started looking up um, Black women leaving the U.S. Okay. And I came across uh, Stephanie Perry uh -huh. and all of her many, many videos. And so I decided I could really do this. And it because in your mind, you always think this is something that rich people or affluent people do. And so she made it a reality that, you know, everyday people, if you set up a plan, everyday people can do this. So I started working the plan and, and then one of their suggestions was find groups online, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, that are interested in what, what you're interested in, where you want to go. So I started looking up Black expats in Panama and voila, I came across your group. Wow. <laughs> so once I, uh, you know, started reading your post and a member post, and I knew, I was like, yeah, this is exactly what I need. And I reached out to you and we had a conversation and you put me in touch with Giovanna mm -hmm. and the rest is kind of like history. Uh, it wow. just, everything rolled into place. And so I actually, the my first trip to Panama was May, 2021. Uh-huh. By July, I had my temporary residency, mm -hmm. and then uh, I moved permanently. I was coming back and forth, back and forth, but then I moved permanently April, April 9th. So. April 9th, 2020? This year, 2022. So I've only been here, what, three, four months full-time. So, but you was coming back, you would come back periodically, and so the whole process from your first visit to Panama to you know, you come in here permanent was about one year. One year, yes, one year. Wow, so when you look at your process and the way that you did your plan, first of all, the fact that your job was doing a new thing um, <laughs> kind of like propelled you into yes. this this space of, okay, what do I do next? And And I think that that's very interesting because at the age that we are, and let's just say we're over 50, right? So the right. age that we are, it's like by the time you've been on your job for X amount of years, you know, where are you going to go and be, you know, equally or, or, or competitive, competitively paid, you know, compared to what you're already making salary-wise? Yeah. That's number one. Number two, it's like, I mean, at this age, trying to do a new thing, Trying to out, trying to figure out some new foolishness, you know. Yes. And I think back in the day, you'd be like, you know what? Forget y'all. I'm out. And you jump out of the pan into the fire. Sometimes, ain't nobody got time for that. And I feel like yep. at this age, we just don't want to do that. And the last part I want to say about that is, who wants to work that hard? Right. And this age, work that hard and be somewhere where you got to prove yourself all over again. Right. You yeah. Some and someone a third of your age is your boss mm -hmm. and trying to tell you how to do something that you've done a thousand times before they even came into the uh, market. Yeah. But I read this article. What really propelled me was I read this article and it said it was three things you could to consider about taking early retirement. Mm -hmm. And it said if you're financially independent and you don't need money. Retire early. There's no reason to work till 67 and 70. Okay. It said, or if you have, let's say, 
it said early 60s. So it's basing it on early 60s. If you already have medical issues in your early 60s, chances are they're going to progressively get worse. So working another five, six, seven years, by the time you do retire, your medical situation may then preclude you from being able to do anything else. Yes. And then the third one was if you recently lost your job and you're in your early 60s, chances are you're not going to find a job paying you, like you said, what you are accustomed to making. So you should that that would be a consideration for early retirement. And so I was like, you know what? Two or three of those apply to me. I'm not independently wealthy. <laughs> but the health issues and starting all over, I was like, you know, that just makes so much sense. It does. I was like, you know, it's, it's like guys are lying, the universe aligned, and God did that show. Uh, and so, yeah, here I am. Here I am today. And I'm so happy. So, so tell, me, tell me this. I mean, when it comes to your choice of Panama, how is mm -hmm. it that you were introduced to Panama or began to think about Panama as a viable option? So, in my years of traveling, uh -huh. I know that I like tropical locations. So uh -huh. I already figured that out. But then I stumbled across the International Living Magazine. Yes. For retire and you know for retirees. Mm -hmm. And uh, I did a subscription, and Panama was always one of the places that was featured in their magazines. You did an interview with the yes. uh, Jessica Ramesh is the yes. Panama uh, editor, and she actually did interview me. Yes, I, I like her a lot. Yes. And so because I had been, I had thought about the Dominican Republic. And then, of course, when in Grenada, I went to Grenada as a girl, and I loved it. So mm -hmm. I thought about Grenada, and um, and then, of course, there's all this hype on, on online about Mexico. Right. So, right. but when I started just putting it all together about what I wanted, what I needed, I even considered Ghana for a while because you know it's this whole campaign come back to Africa. Yes. But I decided that's too far away. My mother's still living. She's at that age where I may have to go back, yeah. you know, go visit or go be a part of something. So it's like, that's too far away to have to, if you need, even though I, because I can always fly free, that's yeah. not the issue because I retired, even though I got laid off, technically I had enough years of service and age. So I'm a retiree. Okay. As long as I live, I can fly free anywhere America flies. So okay. the transportation was not the issue, but I just decided that Panama just meant everything. Once I came here, I loved it. I like the layback vibe of South America. I like the layback vibe of tropical island type settings. Mm -hmm. And then, it, and I looked at the medical. I, you know, it was like if I if I were to need medical treatment, you know. There's, um, Panama has a good infrastructure medical system. Mm -hmm. um, literally, if you post a picture and you didn't tell anybody, they wouldn't know if it was Panama City or Miami. Yes. So yeah. it had, so I it appealed that. to me in that it had the creature comforts that would make a transition okay. easier. And then depending on how you choose your life, to live your life, the finances could be considerably less as well. Yeah. So it just ticked off all the boxes for me. And so that's that's how I landed in Panama. Yeah. So now when you came to Panama and um, you actually explored Boquete as well, correct? I did not. No. That's the one thing I knew. That I, I did not want to be in Boquete or to be, first of all, I'm not a country. Yes. I don't want to fight lizards and spiders and all of that. Girl. I don't, you know, I don't want them right outside my door because I'm in the middle of their natural habitat. Yes. Because so, you all up in their business. Yes. And then <laughs> just in researching, because um, I actually came across the other uh -huh. tour yes. before uh, I came across yours. Uh -huh. And uh, and I just knew and, look, and looking at the interviews and looking at the people and I, that's that's not what I was looking for. I don't know if I could say this on your uh, thing, but I was looking to be in a in a climate in a situation where I'm not necessarily right out the door of the minority. 
Yes. And have to deal with all the aggressions and microaggressions and yeah. all of that. That's you not what I was looking for. Everybody says it. Um, it's the truth. It's like you're not coming from the U.S. for that. Right. You're, right. Not, coming, you're not coming for that. And then it's not even warm. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. So that was already off my radar um, when I start, when I really started researching and looking. I was like, mm -hmm. no, that's not for me. Yeah. So, okay, tell and then, okay, so when you came in, just based on the things that you had seen, um, seeing what people had talked about, knowing what you wanted, um, what places did you look at in Panama and why? Well, at first, I've never really lived actually in a big city. I've always lived in like in the suburbs of cities. Right. So when I first started researching, I was actually looking at your neighborhood. Uh-huh. Uh, and, uh, or your area, uh-huh, uh, Breezes Take Off, mm-hmm, Norte. Norte, and, uh, then I was like, well, Miss, when I came here and I asked Chris about a tour, and he put me in touch with Tao, uh-huh, so then, uh, as I began to talk to Tao, and then just listening to the various, um, group messages and, and postings, I thought about Otterheim. Uh -huh. It's close enough to the city, but it's yes. not the big city. Um, and very and 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 still very affordable. Yes, and very affordable. Mm -hmm. And originally, of course, when you think about tropical, you think, "Oh, I'm going to live on the beach." Beach. But um, no, no. I changed my mind. I think I'm going to visit there at some point to yes. make sure I actually want to rule it out. Yes. But you've been this, there. You've been to the beach communities, correct? I have not. I have not been there yet. Okay. So uh I was planning a trip and I don't even know what happened. We just got off course. But so I want to go do like an Airbnb or something like that and stay down in Coronado or go Gona yes. for maybe two, three weeks and just kind of get my feet wet, see if I like it. Um, but then I, you know, listening to Uber drivers, you know, people talk when you talk to people, I'm a, you talk to me, I'm a talk to you kind of person. Right. And so various Uber drivers was like, no, you come in here by yourself, stay in the city. You need to stay in the city and then venture out and get acclimated. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know what? That makes sense. Mm -hmm. You know, everything so, is very accessible. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. And, um, because I have no desire to try to drive over here. The city is just, yeah, everything is accessible. And so that's what I did. I started looking for apartments in the city. And um, Teo helped me out with that. Teo is a jack of all trades. Yes, I mean, literally. Speaking of Teo, uh, Teo is jolly. And yes. Teo is, you'll see him on different um, videos and interviews with Me Too and all of our pictures for the Black Expats in Panama Cultural Relocation Tours. He is our lead, um, lead tour professional um, in charge of that. And he does an amazing job, you know, because he connects with our connects with our clients and the black expats and he just goes above and beyond and i'm so i'm so and he's crazy about you too <laughs> i mean literally it's like he's my translator my yes. personal translator <laughs> <laughs> he, he just made the transition he i mean even from like being here when the cable people came to install to arranging with the landlord to sign up my utilities and just all of that stuff he did for me yes. and uh and i really appreciate it so he's a, he's a part of what's made my transition really easy awesome. but uh, i but i love i love my building mm -hmm. and I, I i tell people i must be one of the two people that don't work uh -huh. because like literally this time of day it is absolutely quiet because right. i was a little hesitant i've lived in apartments before and yeah. I, was like, I don't want anybody over my as you get older that yes. bothers you more exactly and so but my building is literally quiet wow. all day long and then in the evening of course when people start getting off of work you start yeah. hearing noise and families but then I guess because they work, they go to bed too. So yeah. literally like after about 1030, it's quiet again. So you, I couldn't ask for anything anymore. What floor are you on? I'm on the third floor. On the third floor. Okay. So you're not floor. too high up. Do you have any views? Um, Buildings. 
building. Oh, okay. Right. You don't have you don't have one of them like amazing Panama City views. But you know like now, if I go up to the top of my building, uh-huh, very floor area. Yes, and it's panoramic views up there, but yeah, I'm not too good with heights these days. So, uh, but I like this feeling of kind of being cocooned in the city setting. I'm, I'm actually enjoying it. It's not something I've ever really experienced before. Yeah, well, I think that I think that when you when you make this international move, like you, you said you're probably one of the few people in the building that don't work. When you don't work, it when you don't have to work your life is a whole different story. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like when you have to work, then you have to consider where you live on so many different levels because you have to get to work, you know? Yeah. So where that, you know, what that's going to, um, what that's going to look like, you know, how much time you're going to get to spend in your unit and at your building and everything like that. When you work, it's a whole different thing. Absolutely. Um, but when you don't work, I just think it's just so much easier. I mean, it's like, I don't work. So besides when our tours are coming, it's like the fact that it might be raining outside has no relevance. No bearing on, yes. So exactly. It's like, I don't have anywhere that I actually have to go. And I shouldn't say I don't work because I do work, but I do. Yeah. I work from home. I work from home. And um, when I'm out and about mainly, it's, it's when I'm doing our tours. So I'm glad that you're happy where you are because... Now you've been there since April. Yes. So you've been there since April. God, it seems longer. May, June, July. It's about three months. Mm -hmm. Well, actually, I rented my apartment in February. Okay. So I was here, but it I would be here like ten days, and then I'm gone. Come back okay. another ten days, and then I'm gone. So, but I closed up shop and left the U.S. finally on April the ninth. Yes. 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 But I've okay. been coming back and forth. Yeah. So tell us, so you were, you were, you were born in Winston. Were you yes. actually raised there? I was raised in Winston. Um, I was. When I was 16, uh, I participated in a program called A Better Chance. And what it does is take students that have the ac academic ability, but whose families don't have the financial abilities and puts us in boarding schools all around the country. So I attended Emma Willard School for Girls uh -huh. for 10th, 11th, and 12th grade. Um, and then just, just was being- that, Where was that? Was that in North Carolina? No, it was in upstate New York. So okay. it was in um, Troy, a little city called Troy, but which is right outside the capital, Albany. Okay. So I attended all girls school there. So, um, and then from there, I went to university back in North Carolina. So I went to, I attended Duke University and then being grown or too grown, should uh -huh. I say, uh, I ended up pregnant and I dropped out of school, got married. My husband was in the army, so he was in the military. So we did that for a while. And then I went back to school at Wake Forest University. So actually my degree is from Wake Forest University, but both of those are in Winston-Salem. Um, well, both of them are in North Carolina. So, but yeah, I did that. And um, then I, let's see, I worked for Sarah Lee for a while um, in Georgia. Uh, and then um, once I left Georgia, I go, I got hired with the airline. So I got hired with the airline, and from there, you went about the three years in, I moved to Arizona. So okay. I lived in Arizona for 12 years, and then, like I said, the last three years, I was in Dallas, outside of Dallas, in Grapevine. So, yeah. So, But I feel like my four, those early years in high school, going away, from, going away from home, prepared me and set me up to be able to go away and live on my own. Right. Not afraid to leave. Yes, absolutely. Yes. And a lot of, you know, a lot of people are, and it's just like, you know, sometimes I always ask about that because sometimes you don't know nobody that did leave, you know? Yes. I mean, I don't, I mean, I, you just don't know anybody that did leave. And I always tell my story, didn't think about it until I was grown, but the only people I knew that traveled internationally went to Vietnam, you know? And so you don't really have the, 
you don't really have that experience from other people. So tell right. me this. So was there anybody in your family who traveled? Were no. you supposed to travel? Not at all. Uh, no, no. Um, the most we traveled was we had an aunt and uncle that lived in Detroit or something like that. You would go in the summer as a child. So, uh, but no, no one in my family traveled. Even now, even with me living in Arizona for 12 years, my mom visited once. My sisters <laughs> never visited. They homebodies. Yes. And, and, and even when I moved to Panama, when I got laid off, they had a vision in their mind that I was moving back to North Carolina. So when I announced that not only am I not moving to North Carolina, I'm moving out of the country, my sister was very upset with me. Really? And yes, it's like, I, you know, mom would be happy if you came back home and blah, blah, blah. blah. I was like, mom can go to Panama. How about that? Yeah. She can go wherever I go, mom can go, but I'm not. Absolutely not coming back to North Carolina to live. So it, it just amazed me that she was really upset with me. So she and, was the one that was upset. It's always curious that like who, like how did your mom feel about it? I think my mom was like, she's always somewhere else anyway. Uh -huh. So it didn't shock her that um, I said, okay, I'm going to Panama. And because I tell my mom everywhere I go, you can go wherever I go. Yeah. When I'm in Arizona, you could have come. When I was in Texas, you could come. So, you know, there's nothing holding you in the States. They have medical and all of those things in Panama. You can come to Panama. But, of course, she's never going to come. But Well, yeah. eventually, you know, eventually they might, I don't know, your mom just might be just completely, you know, settling her Yeah, way. she's at that age where, yeah. She's like, yeah. yeah she doesn't want to fly, you know. But I think what I think is so important about that, and especially at this age, um, is that you you choose you. Yeah. You choose you. And at the end of the day, you know, when people have to make these choices, a lot of times it's their kids or the, the, the grandparents don't want to leave because they don't want to leave the grandkids and everything like that. But at the end of the day, we work hard all of our lives. Yes, and yes. a lot of times, many of those years are dedicated to sharing so much of your life with other people and making so many decisions about your life based on other people. I'll never forget when Alfredo and I bought a house just because we fell in love with it. We walked into this model home and we both looked at each other like, Yes. And like we had different things and I'd be like, yeah, no. And he'd be like, I love it. We walked in this place and we felt the same thing. And we, we, we said, we want a house just like this. We had the model home built. We had our home built exactly like the model home. And what was so liberating about that was I had no idea what the school system was and I didn't care. I didn't have, yeah. I did not have to make a choice based on my daughter's well-being and where she was going to go to school and everything and i'll never forget that feeling um it was a pretty good feeling and you just have to get to that place where you you choose you and let everybody else know that you are more than welcome to be a part of this choice well my my children because i have an adult daughter she's 42 and my son's 37 they now are used to mom living in another state because um when the airlines started going through all these mergers, it was either move or lose your job. And I'm like, my kids are grown. I have no husband. There is no reason not to move with my job. So my children are used to me moving around, living different places. And working for the airline has afforded me the ability and the opportunity to take my grandkids' place. So although my my sisters and those, they never went anywhere i've made it my mission to take my grandkids various places and How expose them to i have actually i have three uh -huh. but i have a niece who i've inherited as a granddaughter as well okay so those in the the baby is she's they're like 16 17 and 18 and then my son went had another baby she's five so the little girl, the little baby's never really kind of gone around with us a lot, but the other three, 
Those were my partners in crime. Yeah, everywhere. We started putting them on parade. They were probably excited about you moving because they have somewhere new to go, right? Yeah. I was going to say, we started putting them on planes when they were like five and six years old and pay the unaccompanied minor fee and fly them from North Carolina to Arizona and they would spend the summer. And then we would do road trips, you know, to California, to Disney, to whatever. So just exposing them. Uh, I took them, one of them doesn't have a passport, so we couldn't That's go out, I couldn't take them out of the country. So I took them to Puerto Rico. For them, Puerto Rico is out of the country. Yes, yes, yes. You know, so just different things like that. And um, as a matter of fact, I just paid to get everybody's passport renewed so they could come here. Yes. To uh, visit me uh, over the, I don't know if it's going to be over the summer at this point, but more probably Thanksgiving or Christmas or something. Yeah. Uh, we'll get it all together and, and get everyone down here. So, yeah, because I want them to experience and know you're not limited to the United States of America. Yes. There's a whole nother world out there, different yeah. opportunities and stuff that you should learn and want to avail yourself of. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. So. And they have the opportunity. You yes. Know, have the opportunity and and it's and it's great that as a grandparent and as grandparents, you know, we can share that with our kids. Yes. Um our both of our grandchildren came this year um for the first time and 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 I was so happy just to have them here so that they could have a memory of yes. Nana and Papa. Nana and Papa, like especially the one, uh, the one that lives in Florida, she has seen all of our houses, you know, so she's seen a house and a business in Virginia. She's seen our apartment in Florida, and now she's seen our home in Panama. And coming from a place where this is what's important for me. Coming from a place where the only person I knew in my in my world that traveled internationally had gone to war, you know, to having to be in a nana that is exposing your grandkids to international living, you know, to have grandbabies who have passports, you know, they yeah. both had their passports. I think Zola had hers at she was a few months maybe, but I know they, I know that I think they both have them by the time they're uh, two or three at the um the latest i think that would and that is just it's it's so precious and if we're showing them that what will they show their kids right, and right. this is how you change the trajectory and even with people so you might have people from your hometown that's homebodies like my hometown i'm from glassboro small place in new jersey and they may be thinking to themselves i'm not going no place but they're watching they're yeah. watching and they seeing you all up at the Playa Bonita and, you know, having a good time, living your best life, you know. Um, and, and let's talk a minute about even health things. Like, how do you find, I mean, I know a lot of people come here and they get healed. They just feel so much better, you know, because of the more healthy food and things like that. Have that affected you at all? Well, that was part of my plan because I um, I had started Weight Watchers about a year ago. But mm -hmm. I, in my mindset, I'm thinking, you know, Panama is going to be better, different because, like you say, of the access to so many uh, fresh fruits and vegetables and fish and things like that, that um, if you go to the right places, they're yeah. cost efficient. Yeah. And it's just the abundance of everything. And it's just a different mindset. Now, as I get older, you know, maybe some things I can't undo, but I cannot add to the damage. Yeah. So I can take better care of myself um, because I feel like God isn't through with me. It's something mm -hmm. that I'm supposed to do. And to be able to do it, I have to be healthy enough to yes, be able exactly. to get around and, and provide for myself. And when you're somewhere by yourself, mm -hmm. your health becomes all that more imperative because you have to be able to do everything that needs to be done as it pertains to your life. Yes. You know, of course you have friends and people that will come help you out, but 
it's just, it's a dip for me. It's just a different mindset. I'm more in tune to um, just eating right, just trying to eat right now. So um, yeah, it, it does make a difference. And that's one of the things that made me feel good about Panama as well, because I knew that you know, there were medical services here. And like you say, they advertise affiliates with John Hopkins and Patilia Hospital and Hospital National. It's just so much readily available and quality mm-hmm. medical care that you can get here. And I, I look at a lot of the posts and think about the price here. You know, I see different ones post, you know, I went and got a X-ray or I went and got an MRI. And, you know, my whole series of treatments was $300 or $400. When we know in the U.S. that would be tens of thousands of dollars. Yes. And, and so- It's hard for people to imagine that. I know, yes. I know. Just so, like when I was talking to- um, It was like, do you mean that's your copay? <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, so, so yeah. It, it is, I think it's um, it's a plus. But, you know, thinking about that too, as far as like, you know, being by yourself and living in a place like Ghana or living in a place that's so far away from yes. your core family is, you know, on the one hand, you want to be able to get back home. But I right. always say, let's not kid ourselves. We are not spring chickens. You know, life, we are probably definitely, you know, have seen half our, at least half our life is behind us, you know, yeah. very oh, much. Yeah. And so the other thing is people being able to get to you. Yes. So more than even getting back home, it's like how easy for it's for your people to get to you. And then, like you said, it's not for you. It's not about the cost of the travel because, you know, that's inconsequential to you, but it's the time. And yeah. it's the fact that traveling to Ghana from the United States in the on the drop of a dime, you need to be financially prepared for that. Not oh, yes. everybody in your family has that kind of last minute, you know, uh, airline money. Yeah. Um, and so that that's sort of a, a deterrent as well. So that's kind of something that I think about. I want to go to Ghana. I want to go to some other areas of Africa as well. Um, but I just can't see, you know, living there for those yeah. reasons. And I don't want to be that yeah. for my family. I, I really it, actually, yeah, that was, uh, Panama is what, two and a half hours to Miami. Mm-hmm. And then once I land in Miami, it's another two hours to North Carolina. It's equivalent to the time it would take me to fly from Phoenix to North Carolina. Yeah. So it is, it's very time efficient. It's easy. And my daughter could very easily get here to me if I needed her to get here to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's another benefit of my job. As long as I live, she's my travel companion. Oh, so okay. she could fly too. Okay, cool. So yeah, if I needed her to get here to me versus me getting there to them, that's a that's a, a positive thing too. That went into all of that kind of stuff. You know, went into my decision of where I wanted to be and how I wanted to live. And yeah, so I'm grateful. I'm thankful to God that it all worked out like that. And I'm yeah. very grateful, very grateful. Yeah. So tell me this, um, as far as your experience as a black expat here, how has that been? Um, do you find, do you like so many of us um, since the different uh, one of my one of my interviewees called it a vibration. It's like a vibration of Panama versus the vibration of the United States. And what would you say the core differences are for you, or have you not noticed at all? I have noticed it, and for me, the vibe in Panama has been ease and peace. And those were the things that were important to me at this stage in life. Peace more than anything. Yeah. Not having to worry about, because even though I'm older and you and you want to think that those things happen to young people, but they're happening to older people as well. And so the the not having the fear, if I go out my door or if I 
create a small infraction driving or something like that. It's going to cost, it could cost me my life. So just the, the peace, and I don't really know how to explain it, but what the way Panama makes me feel when I land here, it's like, you, it's like shedding a coat. Yes. You know, it's just, it's, it's, it's like you took all of that off and now you can just exist. You're just another face in the crowd. Nobody's, you know, worried about you. you Tooth picking you out for nefarious reasons yeah. or singling you out or none of that stuff. I love it. And um, yeah, when I think about it, I, it's, it's hard for me to put it into words. That's what I wrote in a post one time. It's just a feeling that's hard to put into words. Um, I, I'm so to the point that I have to make myself watch the U.S. news and stuff. Yeah. I'm like, sure, you need to be informed. You still have family there and you have friends and you, so you need to be informed. But there's another part of me saying, I don't want to take all that negativity into my spirit. You know, there's, you know, what's the point in digesting that? You're out, be out. Yeah. But it's hard to totally disconnect yourself. Because like it I said, is. I got kids, grandkids, family, friends. But yeah, it's like I can wake up and experience my day without having to hear any trauma. Without having to see anybody getting beat or killed or. Yeah. It's, 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 it's just, yeah, it's ease. It's a life of ease and peace uh, for me. Yeah. But I think also, though, sometimes we say that, and I think that that also has to do with the fact that some of us are really not in tune to the news here either. And you know what I mean? There are things that are going here that I think somewhat, and this is one of the reasons why, one of the reasons why getting my Spanish on point is so important to me. I need to know what's happening here. I do. I, I need to know what's happening here. There are a lot of things that are happening, um, civic things that I would be interested in, a lot of women's movements here. And I just don't know enough about what's going on, you know, to really engage. But I do need to know more about what's happening here. I need to understand the news better. Um, I heard someone say, and I guess I would be guilty of it, and it's true in some respects, that a lot of times when you retire here, mm -hmm. you have no real interest in what those types of things. I'm not looking for a cause, I guess, is what I would say. And I'm guilty of it. I'm not looking for a cause. Do I care that, you know, every country has their problems? Yes. Every country has a segment of people. I see the stuff about Cologne and I hear, you know, the things about Cologne. And originally, my, I originally, I so wanted to live with my people, Black people, uh -huh. and I had decided I was moving to Cologne. Uh -huh. I was going to get a place in Cologne. That was my original thought process. And everybody was like, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. You don't know enough about it to be safe. It's not that you can't live in Cologne. It's just that you don't know enough about it to safely live in Cologne. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, so I'm going to put that in the background. But that is still my goal eventually. I want to live in that area because I do want to help. I do want to participate. Um, I don't know necessarily I wanted to get involved. Like... I'm not an activist. Let's just be honest about me. Uh, now, if I agree with your cause, I'll support your cause. Yes. You know, but you're never going to find me out there on the corner of Charlotte with a sign. You just, first of all, I can't physically do it anymore. Mm -hmm. But you're never going to, my daughter and I laugh about that all the time. You know, it's like, I'll bring you a case of water. I'll make your sign for you. Yes. But I'm not going to be out there holding your sign. I'll write a check. I will write a check. And everybody's part in these things is different. Different. You yes. Get in where you fit in. You know what's comfortable for you. And every every part of these things is significant. So everybody plays a part and you do what's comfortable for you. Some, you know, some places they need our money more than you know, they actually need our boots on the ground anyway. I don't do large crowds. Um 
I am not safe. I don't feel safe doing the picket type thing. So that's not really what I do. I will, I will write a check. I will forward it to my entire network to let people know this is happening. This is what they need, you know, so it's okay. You know, I mean, it, it's okay. Everybody does things um, differently. And the thing about it too, just to be honest, is you have to be careful about your causes because we're foreigners. Yes. They're foreigners. And so when things are happening, I'm looking at, that's the other thing about knowing what's being said and knowing the language, because you don't want to have yourself caught out there with an organization that is pushing back hard against the, um, the government of Panama because you are a foreigner and you're not allowed to do that. Yeah, and yeah. they will send your tail home. You know, so it's, it's, you know, it's just about knowing, you know, knowing these kind of things. And at, let me ask you this. Um, how's your Spanish? So I'm working on my Spanish. Okay. Um, I have a friend that I met. Um, as a matter of fact, he used to be a uh, legal assistant for Giovanna, but he's helping me with my Spanish. Um, you are so resourceful. <laughs> and know you get some men to help you with everything. Look at you. <laughs> oh my goodness. Look, these men are young enough to be my son. So that's, that, that's that mother. That's that mother instinct. That's that mother instinct. Sleepy, I'm going to love you, help you if I can. But yeah, I'm yes. not here to take you I'm messing with you, but I, I love it. I, I love it that you're resourceful and yeah. that you know you know how to make friends. And you have, you know, you have a lot more than just men friends, too. But I'm just oh, yeah, saying. Yeah. You definitely know how to, to make friends. And so, okay, so you're working on your Spanish. Working on my Spanish. And my, I have a housekeeper, mm -hmm. Aura. Mm -hmm. She comes once every other week. Okay. Um, and she's she's working on her English, and she's helping me work on my Spanish as well. Okay. So I'm doing it a little bit as a, at a time. Eventually, I think I'm going to take a formal class. I tried... Um, Oh, what's the online? Not that one, but one of the other ones. I can't remember the name of it, but I tried that. Babble. Babble. I tried okay. Babble. And it was working for me. Uh, I just don't. I'm not consistent with stuff like that. Well, so it's like you waste, you're wasting your money if you're not going to be consistent with it. Well, so. that's true. And you got to find what works for you. And so yes. I'm actually... Um, I'm, I'm, I'm about to launch a cafe and conversation and cafe and conversation is going to be a place for people like you and I, who want to learn more Spanish to meet up with people in Panama that want to learn more English. English. Yeah. And so, because like you said, you're learning from, um, you know, communicating with Mara, I think you said her name. With your your uh, cleaning lady, Ara, uh -huh. Ara, and uh -huh. um, you know, just trying. So I do that with my neighbors, and so that's why we decided to do that. So I am um, working on that, and I'll be getting that together. This thing on phone, uh, we'll be getting that together um, shortly. So I'll make sure that you know about it because it, initially it's going to start in the city area. So yeah, I saw the, I saw your advertisement. Yeah. I can't wait for it to start. Oh, good. Yes. Uh, it's going to, I'm going to, I'm going to work on that. Me and my neighbor are going to work on that. So I got to get ready to go. This has just been okay. a long conversation. Thank you for hanging out with me. But I would like before you go, just to say, if you have any parting advice for somebody that's listening, that might be considering an international move or better yet a move to Panama, what, you know, what advice would you give them? If you're considering an international move, don't let people deter you. We have a tendency to, I'm a, myself, when I was looking, when I was listening to your channel, when I was listening to the people talk and things like that, and it, this little voice in my head kept saying, that's not for you. Uh -huh. That's for people with money. That's not for you. But that's not true. The, 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 the secret to it is determine what you need, what you want, and then pursue it for you, not 
trying to keep up with the Joneses or impress someone or any of that stuff. If I had to listen to that little voice, I never would have transitioned because it kept saying, you're not going to have enough money. You're not going to be able to sustain yourself. You don't want to go and then have to go back and all yeah. of that kind of stuff. between your legs. Yes, with my tail between my legs because I failed at it or whatever. But uh, so just know for yourself and be honest with yourself because maybe Panama or Belize or somewhere like that, based on the cost of living, may not be the place for you, but there is a place for you. Research for yourself, listen to other people, but be honest with yourself about what you're getting ready to do. And then live within your means wherever you go, whether you stay in the U.S., wherever you go, understand what your means are and live within your means. You know, when you're looking, because when I was looking at all the apartments, there were apartments that were $3,000, $4,000 a month. And though my taste lies there, <laughs> my budget does not. <laughs> so I had to be realistic it, you know, about what I wanted to do with my money, how I wanted to last the long, how I was going to use it to make it last the longest yeah. and to be comfortable in my surroundings. So I God bless. This is an older building. It's an older apartment. It's furnished. I, I rented it furnished, uh-huh. but it is big. It's like over a thousand square feet. Wow. It's two bedrooms, uh, two bathrooms, So I have more than what I need and it's in my price point. It's in what I was willing to spend. And because now where I live in utilities and things and like all in is really what I was paying for rent in Texas. Wow. So I just advise people to know you can do it. You can do it. You can do it but do it honestly within your means so that when you come, wherever your come is, you'll be happy. You won't be stressing out about trying to find a job or trying to pay bills or trying to impress someone. You'll just be able to to be you. And And you know, I look at you guys sometimes and I'm like, they let me hang with them. I'm just me. (laughs) I'm looking on and I'm admiring people and I'm seeing y'all move through spaces and I'm happy and proud of you but I'm like yeah uh -uh, but they're okay with me just being me yes you know so you know and so yeah it's just been a joy it's been a joy being a part of uh, Black Ace Pass in Panama knowing you guys attending functions and social events it's really just been a joy. And then at the end of the day, I get to come back home and be me yes. and be satisfied with what God and life has given me at this point. Yeah. Girl. So that's why I just it, do follow your dreams. Follow your dreams. You're never too old. It's never beyond you. You just have to be real at, realistic about what that dream entails. That's what yeah. I would say to people. I yeah. think that I think that is awesome. And what I take away from that too is that. Peace is the new prosperity. And I think that I think that very unlike how things go in the States, that when we're here, I don't think that we're looking so much at each other for what we have, how we're living, who we know and stuff. I don't think most of us care. You know, at the end of the day, I just feel like we're all here and we have that in common. And we we are a family just based on that commonality. Yes. And that's it, you know. And and I know from a realistic perspective that different people are at different places financially. And the thing is, is that here, living here, the the events and all the stuff that's going on could take you to the poorhouse. You <laughs> need to be able to manage the fun here. Because yes. it is always something to do, always something to do. But I always, when we with black expats in Panama, you know, I talk to people. I mean, I I deal with 
no less than 40 family units on a regular basis. I mean, that's that's how many people I personally deal with. And I know their their financial situations go from A to Z, you know, yeah. but those that are on the lower end, the A, the, I make sure I look out for them. I make sure that whenever I have, you know, something extra to bless them with so that they can be a part of everything, because I know sometimes it is tight. Oh, I absolutely do that because we're family and that is what we do. And that and that's part of this whole move to leave that dog eat dog race behind you yes. and to be a part. My desire is to be a part of a real community. And yes. I don't have to see you every day. I don't have to be where you are every day to feel like I'm a part. Yes. of a real community and yes i want to thank you again for looking out for the a's over here when i got ready to check out the guy was like the, the it was a young lady she was like you leaving early i said early charlotte said the fifth through the eighth she said oh no it's through the ninth do you want to stay Oh, I said because the the paper says fifth to the eighth, but it was through the ninth. What they meant was you could actually stay, but it was through the ninth, or you could stay through the ninth. You could check out the ninth. Yes, you could check, so you could have stayed. Yeah, because sometimes they stayed the eighth too, girl. Yes. So, but I was like, that was my absolute pleasure. I know. I was like, oh. So, and I ran into Chris. He was like, well, just go back to your room. I said, Chris, I'm down here with all this junk. I'm going home. <laughs> I appreciate it. I don't enjoy my three days. And I think they Charlotte for them, but um, I'm going home today, sir. But yeah, so it was a blessing to be able to participate in that. Yeah. yeah. Thanks so much. Thanks thank so you. much. Well, thank you. There, there is, and for you, it's, it's, it's more about... You know, I, I look out for different people for different reasons. And one of the reasons that I, I hold you so close is because of your support, Cheryl. You know, it's not, I don't know what your A, I don't know what your A to Z is, honestly. But I do know this, that whenever you can, you support what we're doing. And basic, and let me tell you something, that is rich for me. And I know how important it is. I mean, I don't know that people know how important it is for us as the Black Expats in Panama, you know, movement to have that support. Without well, yeah. supporters like you, we can't do none of this. You know, I mean, you go around, you, you say great things, you know, about us, you know, you come to our events, you just... It, it's you're, it's it's priceless, and you must you my sister girl in my massive soul food voice. So listen, <laughs> I'm gonna talk to you later. Thank you for having me. Thanks. Okay. Peace okay. and love, Mama Sita. And there you have it. Don't I just have the best friends and the best guests? I mean, I just love talking to Cheryl. Matter of fact, I didn't know Cheryl actually talked so much. That girl knows she could put some words together. Um, don't you? So, I mean, it's like, I love doing these shows because it really just gives me time to sit down and really talk to, um, the people that are in my life. And inevitably, I always learn something about them that I didn't know before, because, you know, whereas we get together and we get to spend time together, so often my time is like pulled, you know, I'm always, you know, running around. I'm never really having a lot of time to just sit and chit and chit chat and smile. So this is a great way for me to be able to connect even more deeply with the people here in this community. Somebody had talked to me about a proposed project, a possible project. And one of the things that they wanted to know was how many people, you know, um, do you know, how many people are in the area of, of Panama, you know, in the, in the area that you're in that you know and actually have contact with? And y'all, I started just writing down names and the names were representing family units. So I'm not talking about individuals. I am telling you right now that I am right now actively engaged with at least 40 family units here in Panama. You know, and that is the thing that makes Beep so special. Black expats in Panama is so special because it's not like we just take you on a tour and leave you. 
we are family and we are constantly building those um, those lifelong friendships and connections. And I mean, you just cannot beat that with a stick. Um, Cheryl was talking about the Playa Bonita. And I got to give a hand to uh, Delisa Rose. And Delisa Rose is a member of uh, Black Expats in Panama. Um, she is like a wildly successful um, realtor from the North Carolina, the North Carolina or Georgia um, area. And they had a Scale It Up Summit that was off the chain. And she sponsored um, Black Expats in Panama. You know, they gifted us with like several rooms. And it was a great opportunity. I love it when we get sponsorships like that because it's a great opportunity to um, to like bring those individuals within the group that are, I mean, if you're supporting the group, um, you're supporting the work and, and, and especially we have our new Black Expats in Panama community platform now, we have a VIP section um, membership and those members, you know, they were automatically offered like ocean view rooms, you know, they were able to go and have like ocean view rooms at the West End Playa Bonita, they were engaged in the entire um, summit. And so I'm just saying, you know, there is benefits to being a loyal member and also being a VIP member or even a standard member on the BCP, the uh, Black Expats in Panama Community Platform. And that's blackexpatspanama.com. And the one thing about that platform, so many people talk about the difference that we've made in their lives. And we have really tried to create a platform that allows individuals to showcase the things that they're doing, to manage groups, to, to have, uh, you know, be able to sell and buy things within the community. And then, you know, for businesses, this platform is just Black expats in Panama or Black people that want to come to Panama. So the concentrated market is right there. So for businesses, it is just a wow, you know, because you, it's, it's such a focused market. So we allow businesses to come in and it was just a way for us to create an equitable situation for everybody to grow. And it was also a way for us to allow people to help us to continue to bring the services above and beyond, you know, as far as the tours and the things that, you know, I'm compensated for. So I'm really grateful, very, very grateful for the people who are supporting us in that way. And Cheryl is just one of our greatest supporters. And I just thank her very much for being on the show. And then like in what she was saying that I really liked was find a place for you. You know, the place that somebody else is living may not be the place for you, but you definitely want to find a place that that is within your means and make sure you know that before you make a move. And the thing that I like the most that she had to say was she said, you can do it. And I think that is the message that we definitely want to convey is that you can do it. Take your time, you know, search your thing out, get that passport, you know, um, take a relocation tour with us or another reputable company in whatever country that you're looking for so that you have an organized, um, committed time when you're in that country because it's going to make a difference. Get all the information, take advantage of meeting the um, professionals, meeting other people. And if, and if you come with us, you'll also get the black culture for Panama. And I think it's so important that we do that. But anyway, y'all know me, I could go on and chit, chit, chat, chat, you know, forever and ever. So I'm just going to um, stop there. I know I'm a little bit nasally and I know I had some little bit of audio issues today, but y'all finally, after all this time, COVID got me. Yes, she got me. She tapped me on the shoulder like, it's your time. And you know what? Um, it was mild. Um, it was a cold. I still am a little bit sinusy, but we're good. And you know, I was negative the whole time. But you know something? I mean, in 2021, I traveled 18 times. I flew 18 times. You know, between from the time that COVID started 
we have conducted between our Panama tours, but with our Panama tours, 11 tours, never ever did we have a situation, never ever did I get it until now. So you know what? Hey, I will just continue to uh, work harder at, at staying safe and remind you all out there to be very, very vigilant. Try not to let your guard down too much because this BA4 or 5 or 5 is, is a killer. I mean, well, no, it's not a killer. It's just um, very contagious. I thank God that it's not killing people, you know, like, you know, back in when, when COVID started. It's not, you know, that bad. But nevertheless, nobody wants to have it. Nobody wants to spread it. So just be careful out there. So with that said, of course, I'm in trouble again. I'm going to let y'all go, just reminding you to um, keep in touch with us. You can find us everywhere on the internet. Just put in Black Expats in, and I bam, Panama's going to come up. You're going to see us. Um, so, you know, follow us everywhere on social media. Um, let us know if you have any questions. I want to thank my main man, Dow Spears, with um, EC Elite Conversations Podcast Media for producing this radio show for me. Um, always thank the people at um, Black Tip Radio for opening this opportunity for me. You know, um, Riley and uh, Devin, thank you so much. I don't think I thank you guys enough, but I really do appreciate this opportunity. So I'm going to leave y'all with some Evelyn Champagne King today. So with that said, I love you. I love you. I love you. And there is just absolutely nothing you can do about it. Okay, so peace and love, y'all. This is Charlotte Van Horn, Black Expats in Panama, by way of Glassboro, New Jersey, right here on BlackSipRadio.com.